Hello, this is Chad Russell and Kurt Souter of Solid Steps Radio. How are you doing today? Hope you're doing well, listeners. Uh, we are a show for men by men, and we talk about all kinds of different stuff uh, from a guy's perspective. And we know that we have a lot of lady listeners, and that's that's okay. We we love anybody to listen to our show if you'll listen. But we, years ago, four or five years ago now, depending on when you hear this, we decided, hey, uh, we wanted to have a show that was had the voice of men on it that said, okay, this is what God is doing in my life and the story that God is writing in the lives of men. So we just talk about all kinds of different cool stuff. And uh, today we're going to talk about a topic that, uh, when you start talking about time, everybody people say time is money. I think it's exactly the opposite. Money is time. People want time. That's what they're really after, not money. Because if you ask anyone, man, I really wish I could get some more time. But a lot of times we talk, we relate that to relationships, right? So let me ask you, the listener, this this question. Imagine the most important relationship in your life. And let's just say that you spent no time talking on the phone, no time texting, no time emailing, no time having meals with, no time face-to-face, absolutely no time carved out with that person. How would that relationship look? How would that marriage look? How would that relationship look with your children or your friend or whoever that is? So now let's talk about the most important relationship that we believe every man and woman it was destined to have, and that's to have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And imagine spending time with him or lack of. How does that relationship look? Well, today, uh, listen, when you got a Super Bowl champion, you know, uh, in your in your midst, uh, hey, you got to listen to what he's saying, right? Because he knows he's a champion. He's been on top of the mountain. <laughs> mm-hmm. But our guest today is going to talk about the most important time, not winning Super Bowls. His most important time is spending time with God. So, Chad, yeah, it's it's great to have Amos Martin back. Amos, uh, welcome back to the show. Great to be back. It seems like it was just yesterday I was here <laughs> talking to you guys. <laughs> it's always good uh, to connect with you, brother. Yeah. It's uh, really good. I remember uh, when we first got introduced, my goodness, was that 10 probably 10 plus years ago it's been a long time oh, oh yeah it's been long yeah it's, yeah, it's I, I think it's longer than that amos you um okay so in, in if you're listening listeners in you know right now we are entering into the super bowl arena uh in just a few short days you actually played in uh three super bowls that's right three super bowls three national fans three national football league conference championships Fortunately, we never won the Super Bowl, which I know a lot of people say, well, man, I lost a lot of money on that game, but you didn't lose much as I did, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, yeah, the bonus of winning the Super Bowl is quite a bit, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a little bit of difference in the <laughs> check. There's a bigger, lot bigger number on there. <laughs> oh, Amos, what, what years were those? That was, uh, we played in the Super Bowl in 73, 74, and 76. And as we were just talking, that's that's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but Amos, uh, you you I mean, and you played in the NFL how many years? Six years. A total mm-hmm. of six years. Mm-hmm. Played here at U of L, and uh, got drafted. Were you drafted by the Vikings? Yes, I was. I was. In fact, uh, my senior year in, in college at University of Louisville, I had surgery right after the season. I had a chronic dislocation in my shoulder, 
and they fixed that so I didn't figure I'd get drafted and uh so I was really blessed that on the sixth round I got a phone call and they said they had drafted me so I went from a free agent to the sixth round and uh and even got a little bit of money then too so <laughs> got a little signing bonus yeah didn't you? yeah <laughs> new car here we come <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then you, you so you played six years three I mean so that's incredible six years and three of those years you got to play in the Super Bowl yeah it's amazing you know all the players that you know have longer careers that never get an opportunity never even get close and then for us to be there three years and in fact we would have been there four years in a row almost except for uh the hail mary pass from roger staubach in the last 50 seconds you know is actually i was on the way to the bank (laughs) (laughs) so here we go again and oh it's over (laughs) oh my goodness yeah Back mm-hmm. in the day. So, so Amos, um, you grew up here in the Louisville area, down in Bardstown, right? Correct. And Suburb. S- and, <laughs> uh, yeah, one of the suburbs of Louisville. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you didn't really learn to walk with Jesus until you really got into the NFL. Correct. What, uh, t- tell us about what happened. Well, uh, life was pretty secular for a long time, but my whole goal was if I could play in the National Football League, that would bring the ultimate joy. And after year one, uh, something was missing. I, you know, here I made good money a certain amount. I, mean, I was pretty famous in Bardstown and uh, successful and, uh, you know, great future. And yet there was a void, and I wasn't quite sure what it was. And uh, in year two, prior to going to training camp and talked to some Christian girls, and they had some ideas about faith and uh, listened to that. I left for training camp. Two weeks later, I called back on a buddy of mine, and he said he'd accepted Jesus Christ into his life. At, uh, and I said, they were in the swimming pool, and I said, what happened? Jesus come walking across the water and shake hands with you. What's the deal? <laughs> uh, so obviously some doubts. And uh, started going to chapel service. And uh, So, so uh, how did he respond? When you, you were cynical <laughs> right and a little bit sarcastic yeah. like okay real yeah. seriously jesus is going to change your life you know yeah. i'm i'm here in the nfl i'm making yeah. good money i'm right. i'm famous how did he respond back to you uh you know i don't i don't think really at that time he knew exactly what had happened but he knew he'd made a commitment and and really i wasn't really listening because of whatever his response was because i was uh, but now i was searching at the time because there was still uh, a void in my life. I knew some, I, I didn't like who I was and stuff that was going on and uh, some of the feelings I was having. And uh, so I was searching a little bit after after that comment. I started being a little bit more open. And I actually in year one, Jeff Seaman, who uh, was the number one draft choice that year, was my roommate, and he was a strong Christian. Read his Bible and and I sort of watched his his actions and some of the other players' actions that were Christians and. Uh, so there was a lot of skepticism, a lot of doubt, but a lot of searching, you know, to say, what what do they got? Something, something's different they got than what I got. So, okay, so the number one draft pick in the NFL, you're his roommate. And did you see peace in his life? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, he'd, uh, you know, you know, at that time I had a pretty bad mouth. And, you know, he'd straight shooter, no cussing. And he was spending time in his in God's word, you know, while we were in the room and, I didn't quite figure that out with the Bible, and then he was talking to other Christian uh, players on the team that we knew they were they were Christians, and uh, but again, you know, they were sort of the 
out crowd of what you know trying to figure it all out and uh so that was that was a launching pad then he asked me to go to chapel service and uh started doing that and mm-hmm. so in the second year you went to chapel started yes. yeah i think i think in the first year i probably drifted in a little bit but more the second year i said something's missing here i gotta i gotta get some answers so mm-hmm. when when did it begin to click for you uh as, i went to chapel service actually is the last exhibition game of my second year and I'd been searching and been looking and wasn't sure. And a guy came and spoke and he said, look, you know, all you have to do is ask Jesus to come in your life and he'll come in. And uh, he had a, a nice, a good sermon that he had spoke to us about that. And uh, I didn't like who I was. And I said, I, I need to make a change. And I really wanted to be somebody else. And I, and I said, Lord, I ask you. And I asked him to come in my life that day in Oakland, California. What, what, uh, what was it, Amos, that you didn't like about yourself? Uh, I mean, uh, you're, you're famous. You're famous. You're making good money. Uh-huh. I mean, you, you, you're one of the premier athletes uh-huh. in the world uh-huh. who have, you're on, you're on TV. You, uh-huh. you, you've got it all. What uh-huh. didn't you like about yourself? Uh, there was no peace. There was no joy. Uh, I was drinking too much, cussing too much, messing around with the bad guys. And I just, I just knew I wasn't the person I was supposed to be. I, I didn't like, you know, uh, doing a lot of the, the, the things that I was doing. And so I knew that there was something better. And I, and I could see it in these other guys that they had a calm and a peace and they had something special. And uh, through that chapel service, and I had a lot of big questions that I got answered in those chapel services that uh, restored my faith and uh, my doubts and skepticism. Mm-hmm. So you, that day, you trusted Jesus. You invite him into your life. Uh, wh- wh- I mean, it was perfect thereafter, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, in fact, I remember walking out of that conference room, and I was walking down the hallway, and it seemed like that corridor was two miles long, and I was thinking... You know, I just made a big decision here, Lord. Uh, something ought to be happening here. There ought to be some lights flashing or somebody come out and congratulate me. And there wasn't anything spectacular that happened. But I knew from that moment on, my life changed. There was The Spirit was speaking to me. He was talking to me about cussing. He was talking to me about things. And that wasn't just the next day. It was over a period of time. But a lot of those things that he... He was mentioning to me, say, look, that's that's not how I want you to live. That's not what that's not what you're here for. And so uh, that was that was a start. Yeah. uh, Mm. Jesus talks about in the Sermon on the Mount in chapter seven, that a wise man, he builds his house. He builds Mm. and you're a builder now Mm -hmm. and you've been building for 40 years. (laughs) But you were you you, you, the building building your house is a process it takes Mm -hmm. time and god had begun to do a good deep work in you but it was just the beginning all right so we're going to take a break come back and then on the next segment excuse me i have to clear my throat there uh we're going to talk with amos uh more he's actually got a book coming out depending on when you hear this and uh it's called time out for god we're going to talk more about uh his story but also about this book and uh what he I poured years into this book, past few years into this book. Uh, it started with a trip to the Grand Canyon, which I would think can make a lot of people want to do a lot of incredible things when you go to the Grand Canyon. I've never been there. but uh, So anyway, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in the next segment to talk more with Amos Martin about Time Out for God here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back 
to the second segment of Solid Steps Radio. I say welcome back. I'm assuming you're coming back from the first segment. Hopefully you are. And if you're not and you're just joining us, we're today here today with Amos Martin. And uh, he has got a book that just came out called Time Out for God. And we're going to talk more about that book here shortly. And if you need to take time out to look at your finances and say, hey, I need to take my money and to put it someplace where somebody's going to care about me and my money, that would be LNN Credit Union, great local institution been around for decades and they want to help you in every area of your finances, whether it's a home loan, whether it's a home equity line, commercial, personal accounts, you name it, LNN Credit Union can take care of you. And then Vision First Eye Care, great folks, Rod Rollo and his crew, they will take care of your, not only, again, your sight, but you as a person. They are not just a set of eyeballs to them, you're a human being and they want to look into your health and look into your life and make sure you can see um, better than, than you ever have. So Vision First Eye Care and LNN Credit Union, we thank them for sponsoring our show. So Amos, you, you, uh, you trusted Christ and welcomed him into your life. No bells or whistles going off, no <laughs> angels appearing, <laughs> but you knew that life was going to be different and life was uh, starting to begin to change. You, you mentioned in the break that you went to a chapel service and there was a speaker who challenged you with with something what was that yeah i think right after the uh, oakland experience is i was reading the living bible and um and i went to the seminar and the guys talked about the holy spirit being in our lives and then then he talked about you know he asked a question to the audience he said how much time do you spend reading the newspaper how much time do you spend on television so like what chad was talking about early is how much time do you spend watching TV, you know, and today would be how much time you spent on your phone, how much time you spent on a computer. And he, then he said, and he paused for a second, then he asked a big question, probably the biggest question of my life, uh, one of them, is how much time you spend with God? And I was, that was a shocker because I sort of dropped me back in my seat. Cause I was, You'd never thought of that before? No, I mean, I was, I, we went to chapel service. But <laughs> but what uh, what you know what's next? I mean, is you know I was reading a little bit, you know, felt like I said, well, I'll you know, read the read the New Testament because the Old Testament was Greek at that point for sure. But anyway, then he said, I want to challenge you today. Uh, after I got my breath, you know, he said, I want to challenge you today to spend five minutes a day with God, and I thought he was going to say for a week, and I said, oh, I probably he said for a year. and and i thought about it i said five minutes i said i can sacrifice five minutes a day with god i said why not and i and he said look i want you to make a commitment and he says this isn't just a commitment this is a covenant and he talked about a covenant in the old testament and he said this is a covenant this is a blood covenant he says this is not breakable so he says look don't mess around he said if you're really not in and then he made us commit he said look i want you to raise your hand if you'll do that but this is a covenant buddy so don't mess around with it and uh, you're you're making this a blood covenant with god and i raised my hand that day i said i, I got this and from that now, time, now, now when he's when he's talking in, in those terms, mm-hmm. are you also thinking, "Oh my goodness, I don't know if I want to do this"? <laughs> are you thinking that as well or not? I, yeah, I was thinking about it, but you know, he the contrast that I had with the first part of it uh, is, you know, is I do all this other stuff. How could I not spend five minutes a day with God? I mean, it's so inconsequential, you know. And say, well, shoot fire if I can't sacrifice, and I don't really need to be in the boat, and. 
So I did, and uh, so I started, I was reading the Living Bible at the time, but I started focusing every day that I wanted to read five minutes and, and figure it out and went to going through the New Testament. And uh, then occasionally, you know, I'd wake up, and right before I get ready to go to bed, I said, the Holy Spirit would prod me and say, man, you forgot that five minutes. And I'd get up out of bed because, you know, it was, you know, this was a serious commitment. I, I felt like, you know, if I violate this, it's not good. And uh, and I get up and I go read or pray or whatever and go back to bed. And uh, that sort of developed through the living Bible. Then I started uh, getting a little bit lost in the Bible. Where do I go or how do I, you know, I'm, where do I, you know, you know, open the Bible and stick your finger down and say, well, I'll start here today. And if I open the New Old Testament, man, that was really chaos. <laughs> that I, I never could figure out why God wrote those books for a long time. <laughs> but anyway, I, I started, I went to the bookstore and I said, I got to find me something. And I found a little small devotional by Max Licato, mm. a little small book. And I said, I can get my five minutes in here pretty easy. <laughs> and it have a scripture and it's devotional. And it actually was a little journal, too. that had a little writing down that you could write down below. And I said, well, man, I knocked this thing out easy. <laughs> and uh, God really spoke through, through, through that book and, uh, and kept me online. It was a daily deal. So that, that way I had a, had a sequence. I had something there that I, every day I could you know here's it's dated so you know from january 1st whatever to go go that route so so, so mm-hmm. you, you did that and mm-hmm. then you got through it mm-hmm. and then you know so now you're, you're really kind of on a pathway mm-hmm. of hey this is a pathway of i'm moving towards following jesus for the rest of my life right mm-hmm. what what was next next i think that opened uh, bible study uh, the team had some Bible studies. The players had some Bible studies that we started be getting a little bit more intense about the, about the Bible and and how it because uh, I knew about the Bible, but I really didn't have a concept of how it all fit together. You know, the New Testament was, you know, uh, you know, you could pretty much figure that out, but the the rest of it, I I wasn't quite sure. So these Bible studies started getting a little bit more depth and in, into Scripture, and it excited me. So I I really started. Uh, grasping for more and looking for more and looking for more uh, books or look for other things. Uh, Experiencing God was one of those that I I found a little booklet and started filling in the blanks and really liked that. And, uh, and eventually, you know, uh, DC, we're going to get to that too, is uh, that was very significant. (laughs) Um, So so, uh, over time, I mean, a lot of times people think, you know, when we become a Christian, well, not now we're in, mm-hmm. and and we are in. Mm-hmm. We've we've trusted Jesus, but you, what you're describing is an ongoing deepening, an ongoing uh, transformation of your life, and that's really what was happening. Exactly. It was it was God was speaking to me gradually through pieces, and 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 some people think, and that's the reason for the book too is. It, it, this doesn't have to be intensity in scripture that you, I, every day I got to grind it and I got to go to, you know, this book and I'm going to read through this book or I'm going to go from the Genesis to the beginning every day. And I'm going to, and, and you might need something different. People have different spiritual mentalities and different things that they need that to grow closer to God. And it might be meditation. It might be journaling. It might be, you know, really 
just read a scripture and really focus on that scripture of what it's saying to you. So there's, and you got to find what you're looking for, the where, where the enjoyment is in God's word. And it all ties into God's word is where does that fit for you to excite you so that every day you're looking forward to being with God? Yeah. You, I mean, you're talking, there's, there's a multitude of spiritual practices mm-hmm. But they they all revolve around God's truth mm-hmm. and God's word, and there's but there's different ways to approach God's word. Yeah, you know, there's little pieces of scripture. Sometimes there's big hunks of scripture. Sometimes there's Bible memory, mm-hmm. which I know you've done that in the right. past. Uh, there's uh, word studies. I remember when I first was introduced to a word study. I'm like, what 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 what's mm-hmm. what is that? And uh, you look at like the word trust and hmm. you how many times trust is mentioned in the bible or or the word uh you know walk how many hmm. walking with jesus you know and uh so there's a host of ways and, and and you're just beginning to slowly be introduced over time of all the elements of how to approach your walk with god that's right that's right mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. then and then, then at some point in time amos you began to start to jot down some thoughts uh, talk to us about that. Yeah, the devotions and uh, consistent church going and listening to sermons on the radio, uh, a lot of those would stimulate thoughts in my mind of different pathways of whatever their thoughts were, uh, of how it related to my mind. And I, I finally got a notebook and I started writing down some of those thoughts of, of how it steered in a different direction. And that's the way scripture is. You know, one day you can read a scripture one day and a week later read it and it can say something totally different to you and so i was having these random thoughts of well that reminds me of a story of my life or it reminds me of of this it reminds me of a a sequence in my life something that happened that is a totally different takeoff from where they were going with the scripture they still might be the same concept but at the same time it was a story that so i started putting those down and uh, and it looks like I started then eventually I started putting more together as a story, uh, as a short devotional. I I just tied into Max and I, then I, I, in the meantime I started reading Charles Stanley. I started reading Tony Tony Dungy and I have several by Charles Stanley and all these seemed to speak to me and and so I said well I, you know I'm going to take that concept and develop my own little story off of it or whatever that scripture is so. That's the way. Uh, it so so you, you mm-hmm. you'd read that devotion, mm-hmm. you read that piece of scripture, mm-hmm. and you just get out a notebook and you just kind of begin to jot your thoughts down mm-hmm. of what God was saying to you at that moment, and and then it would you it would tie into maybe something of past, and you would just write about that. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's incredible. Well, we'll take a break and come back in our third segment, and we're going to open up the book, Time Out for God. We're going to talk a little bit more. What's in the book? How does it lay out? And it's not a typical book. It's not a read that you just start in chapter one and work your way through. It's part devotional, part journal, part autobiography, where Amos starts to tie this in. I'm just sitting there thinking, it's easy to sit there and think, well, five minutes with God, big deal. But the truth is, if you spend 30 seconds in the presence of God, you should not come out of that the same. So you spend five minutes with God. Every show, day. Show me somebody who came face to face with God and they came back the same. They weren't. And it's five minutes with God. That's plenty of time for God to do some work. Now, granted, he wants all of us 24-7. He wants our hearts and minds. But five minutes a day, cumulative effect. Well, we're going to talk more about Amos, how what that did for his life 
and how he used to put this in the book and he wants this to be a tool for you for you to have that five-minute encounter with God. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell, Kurt Souter. We're here with Amos Martin, Minnesota Viking legend. And we're talking today about, uh, not talking too much about football today. We're talking about, talking about God. We're talking about time out for God and carving that time to be with him and not just study about him, but to be with him and for him to change us. And, and he's got a great book called Time Out for God. And that's just come out. We're going to talk more about that. But uh, if you're taking time out uh, to go to the bathroom and your septic system is not working, you nice. need to go see. There that's you go. That's a nice segment. Uh, we'll do what I can. <laughs> you know, some people have some talents and others don't. But <laughs> So uh, Frank Enterprises, those guys, F-R-A-N-C-K, Frank Enterprises, those guys uh, will take care of septic systems and also any kind of water drainage issues in your outside of your home. If your water's not going where it's supposed to go outside, you're going to have problems. So you call Frank Enterprises. They can take care of you. And also we want to thank Bright Star Home Care. Uh, I cannot think of a more important uh, industry and or ministry, really, if you are having to take care of a loved one and you are a caretaker, and that is something that's becoming a big burden on a lot of people, not burden, but a financial time. They just don't know what to do. Bright Star Home Care can help you walk through the process, whether you got somebody you love, you got to take care of once a week or 24-7 care. They can help point you in the right direction and help you with that. So Bright Star Home Care and Frank Enterprises, thank them for sponsoring the show. Okay, so Amos, wow, you, uh, you've trusted the Lord. You really start to grow, and you've, you've taken that commitment. of I, I love that, mm. just five minutes a day. Mm. But Chad alluded in the last segment, the, the cumulative effect of that is incredible. I mean, because you've been doing it now for decades. That's right. But you begin to start journaling, and but there, there, there was a, a an encounter that you had, uh, I, I, maybe an encounter with mm. with nature, with God's creation, mm. out west. What was that? Uh, wife and I started traveling a little bit, uh, doing some hiking, and we'd been to Yosemite and had some thoughts that I'd scribbled down about that. Then we went to the Grand Canyon, and we saw Ed, and I just I got to put this into words. And as we were coming back on our travels back, I told told my wife I said you know I really enjoy writing and uh, it seems like these are instead of just being sentences and thoughts I've started putting them together into more uh, stories and uh, make it a reality so she said well look why don't you take more time and still working pretty hard in the building business and said why don't you take time every afternoon take two or three hours and just just write and I said I like that. <laughs> what a profound yeah. idea from your bride. I know. And I said, I think I can do this. And so I'd, 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 many times I get busy and I wouldn't do it. But at the same time, I started writing more. And then I said, look, I wanna, maybe I can generate these thoughts and see what happens. Maybe somebody else likes what I'm thinking. So I started putting them on Facebook. And just out of the clear blue. And I got quite a few comments coming back from people and saying, you know, that was great. I sort of liked the way that tied into my life and is, you know, a individual personal story. And so from there, I started putting more together. And eventually I met with uh, Joe Benur and I had a bunch of the thoughts and ideas together. And I said, Joe, look, uh, I don't know if this has any merit. I really think I'd like to put this together in a book. And I'd written a whole bunch of stuff that I had stockpiled. I said, I got a bunch of stuff. 
And he says, and he liked it. And he says, hey, look, he says, you do one of these a day, you'll be done with this book in no time. <laughs> but it doesn't work quite that way. <laughs> I said, I'd, I'd have to quit quit work and everything else because they, uh, I'd like to put a lot of thought into them. So that's the way it started. And then uh, from there, eventually, we, we get to the book. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you, you, you're jotting these thoughts down, mm-hmm. uh, put, eventually putting on Facebook, when when did the uh, was it forty years ago the the actual book concept came into your heart right yeah that's when we were coming back from the Grand Canyon was four years ago mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. so then what, what I mean how how did you put together because there's three components to this book mm-hmm. there's the autobiography mm-hmm. is that deal mostly with your football life or no the uh, autobiography I was you know is. Uh, you know, I'd, I've read so many devotionals from other writers, and uh, and so I th- I came up with the concepts like I want to just start where is where are the thoughts in my life and how it ties into God, and it starts at five years old, of hmm. things that happen in my life from five years old on. So I I started reflecting on that, and then then I went and I had a couple stories in there that when I was five, two two different uh, climactic events in my life that. I put in the book and then I went to 10 or 12 or 16 and 18 and a lot of the different things that flashbacks in my life that really were hanging in there. I don't remember before five. So I had to start there. (laughs) (laughs) Too many brain cells killed in the the league. And and helmet to helmet uh, (laughs) clashes. That's right. Yeah. They only had the concussion thing back then. Thank God. (laughs) So, uh, so that's the way it generated. I I went from five to 16 to, to, to high school, to college, to pros, to, after the pros, some stories I've got in there about how my pro career worked and how it ended, and then went on to business, and then business, and then marriage, and et cetera, till pretty much today. So that, that's the way it generated. So that started in, and I started putting it together that each Monday is a story about me as well as a devotional. And then it goes on for devotions for the rest of the week. So um, the devotional piece, how did, how did you come up with that? Uh, the the Facebook stories were when I started writing that's the devotion and the main thing is uh, what I wanted people to see is sort of like Max Licato when I started with that little book and his are shorter than mine uh, but still is they could be read in 30 seconds I mean and but the same time is what does it mean to you is this a way for you to draw closer to God mm-hmm. is this a way that you know it, everything's tied into scripture of how that the scripture in my life of my autobiography might tie into the story, then the devotionals are tied into the story, and then um, you know that that that's the sequence that say, look, God's word can speak to you. Uh, the scripture can. Hopefully, you're going to get something out of what I said that ties into the scripture that means something to me, and if we take time with Him, He'll talk to us. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm got his devotional or his book here, Time Out for God, in my hand here. And on, on one of the Monday devotionals, he's got under the heading, "Anger is one letter away from danger." <laughs> now, tell me that didn't speak to me. I just opened this book up and I'm like, I got anger issues. Look at that. And then he says here, Ephesians 4:31, "Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger." And then he's got under here, 
and I'm going to read this. I hope it's okay, but it's in the book, right? It's in print. It says, sin has a way of creeping into our lives. Recently, I dealt with a frustrating business deal that seemed extremely unfair. I did not have any options and was basically forced to accept the resolution. For several nights, I could not sleep because I was thinking of sarcastic comments or some form of retribution. That's I appreciate the vulnerability of saying, hey, that's just me opening up my... So when the readers say well, autobiography, I think what also he's saying is he's just relating to, hey, this verse says get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger. And when you're laying there in light, sleeping at night, you can't sleep, that's showing you, <laughs> you something, some right? you got some issues going on. So, uh, so I'm not going to read this anymore. It's being too, com- too convicting. <laughs> but, but I think that's just a little piece. And he's got four or five verses here, and he's got some personal stories with it. So I really good layout how it's, how it's done. So so then Amos, I mean, you have this, uh, I mean, when I, when I'm about ready to say <laughs> this word, and some people will like, oh, I can't do that. But the word journal. Mm-hmm. And, but all, all you really are encouraging is to do what? Just just to try it is uh, one of the things that I, through the years is uh, I had struggle with prayer and because my mind would wander so much in business and phones and stuff going off and I'd say, I really wanted to pray, but I, the world d- disrupted my thoughts. So I read a book and uh, it was about writing your prayers mm. and I started writing them and, and you know, is it works if that if that pencil's moving or that pen's moving you're focused because it can't move if you're elsewhere so uh I, I said well i'll put this in here and what i wanted people to see is on saturdays and sundays and there's only a few lines in there but actually to reflect that you would get focused on saturdays or look back on the p- previous week mm. look back and say man, that was a really a tough situation, or that was a blessing, or that was great, or I really remember Bible study on, uh, here's the thought of the week. Whatever it is that you can write, and then maybe it goes on to, you know, you have a special journal beside it, because there's only, you know, 10 lines, on, it depends on what page it is, but just to start writing, and it might be just a word, Thanksgiving, blessing, anger, like that Chad was talking about. You need to let the, mark that one down for you, Chad. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got it right here. <laughs> you're, you're really, there's there's something powerful. I, you know, uh, John the Apostle was told by the Lord, write these things <laughs> down. <laughs> and there's something powerful about when we take the time to write something down that it, it, it seems to stick a little bit more. Or a little bit longer with us. You have, mm-hmm. you have thoughts on that? Yeah. And I think uh, the other thing about it is, is if you really get into journaling uh, weekly or daily or whatever it is, you can look back. Yes. Is, you know, date it and, you know, look back and say, man, I remember being there. You know, I remember that day and I remember what effect it had on me or, or something that warned you about the future you never know is and that's really and to look the flashback of where you were a year ago two years ago depends on how long you want to keep your your journals but uh and and like i say it doesn't necessarily need to have to be a long letter or paragraphs it can be just words words that you were significant for you that moment that you can think uh bingo there it is good So we're going to take a break, come back in one more segment here. We're going to talk a little bit more. There's three major components of it. We just went over Monday. He goes over uh, kind of a a devotional aspect of it, a little bit of autobiography. And then his other aspect of it, Wednesday, it's called his two-minute drill. 
And then he also does some time for specific things on the weekend in this book. The book, again, is called Time Out for God. We're going to come back in the fourth segment talk more about that with Amos Martin here on Solid Steps Radio. Welcome back to our fourth and final segment today. We're talking to Amos Martin, and he is not only a pro, a former professional football player in the NFL, played in three Super Bowls. He's also now a published author. Now you're a big deal, Amos. Ooh. Man, Time Out for God is the name of it, and it's available on Amazon. You can buy it as an ebook, and uh, you can also uh, buy a physical copy of that eventually. Is that correct? You that, can, that's correct. So Saturday, yeah. Today is there's opening day for the actual the ebook opened earlier this week. Okay. Week, but the uh, book will be available today. Great. So. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we want to thank our sponsors for the show. If you if you did not hear the first three segments, we have a podcast, basically the show, commercial-free. Thanks to our sponsors, uh, like uh, Dan Hart Financial, if you need your finances pointed in the right direction and you need to know what you want to do for retirement, and whether your retirement is 20 years or 20 days from now, Dan Hart Financial can help you do that. And also, again, Ellen and Credit Union, they help make this a commercial-free uh, podcast for our listeners. So if you want to hear the rest of the show in its entirety and you just hopped in the car and you say, I want to hear about Amos had to say, then you can go to Facebook, you go to soundcloud.com, or you can go to iTunes, and you just type in Solid Step Radio, and that is uh, will come up, and you can listen to that podcast in any of those places. You can also go to furtherstillministries.org, that's Kurt's uh, website for his ministry, furtherstillministries.org. Click on the mic and you hear those shows in their entirety. So, Amos, uh, I love how you do. Uh, d- describe to our listeners, uh, I mean, there's a devotional and there's this journal piece. There's your kind of testimony, your kind of autobiography. But I love the, the Wednesday, you call it the two-minute drill. <laughs> Tell, uh, talk to our listeners about that. Well, you know, the concept was spend five minutes a day with God. So I said, well, you know, maybe they need a break on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, well, let's make it a two-minute drill that it thought-provoking scriptures or thoughts uh, that you could look at that, you know, again, back to what is your spiritual capacity? Where is it? And this is more of a meditation type concept here with Wednesdays is read it and let it soak into your soul and think about what it says. There's not much there. Some of them are a little bit longer, but uh, have several stories in their own Joseph and his trials and how we would, how would you react in some of those situations? And so that's what it was that it was for just a little bit shorter thing. Give them a break. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit shorter. I, I, I love you. You also do this thing called, uh, uh, TGIM on Mondays. Right. What what in the world is that? Well, you know the everybody's always TGIF, and really what it should be is TGIM that I'm getting ready to start my journey of the week. Thank God it's Monday. Thank God it's Monday. You know, is everybody thinks that Sundays are the filling station? That's where we go to get filled up with God's Word and Scripture, and it's going to last us the whole week doesn't work that way you know is how many times the next day said do you remember what that preacher said uh and but maybe sometime it'll stick with you but the whole concept is is tgi monday i'm starting my journey to get ready for next sunday so that you can build your spiritual life so that you can worship on sunday i mean we're sunday is our only chance really during the week that we truly worship and 
it, we have to prepare ourselves. So you're preparing the whole week so you can really worship. That doesn't mean that the preacher isn't going to speak to you, but he'll he'll speak louder to you, especially if you've been preparing for him. Yeah, well, I mean, you're, what you're describing is kind of the the whole opposite of how many Christians approach the weekend worship service. Right. You, mm-hmm. you're, you're saying no. We the whole all week long we're seeking the Lord. All week long we're pursuing Him. Mm-hmm. All week long, and then the weekend is is a is a celebration of what's been going on all week. Right. Yeah, I think if you're if you're into God's Word, and just, after you try this for a while. You'll realize on Sundays those songs mean something more. It's it's special. It you in your opportunity to worship God, as opposed to yeah we're going to sing some songs and we're going to get God He's going to speak to us and then that's going to last us a week and then we forget about everything and then so get ready get ready to worship. That's good. Mm. Thank God it's Monday. We are. <laughs> oh my goodness. I, you know, on week 32, I want to read this to our listeners. Uh, Amos, as a builder, you've been building now for 40, is it 40 years? <laughs> yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, the building market was on the verge of collapse. Nothing was selling. The interest rate meters kept ticking. We kept digging deeper and deeper into our cash reserves. How could I have borrowed so much money, you asked? How could... How would we ever uh, thought of building, you know, just that everything is tanking. And you said, my wife and I, we began to pray. And I told the Lord that that I had been too busy to approach him, and I thought I could do it myself. I asked him to please forgive me and told him that I was ready to accept whatever he had planned. You said, I actually visualized living (laughs) in a dilapidated trailer. (laughs) And then I said, but that's okay. We're going to be happy regardless of the circumstances. What a glorious relief. Just like what happened 30 years ago, I was so stubborn and independent, and I forgot the source of your happiness, of your joy. Our joy wasn't in the house, the cars, or in the world, but in the living God. Uh, just <laughs> talk to our listeners about that day. You remember that day? Oh, I remember those days, of that, that day and the one <laughs> prior to that 30 years previous. And uh, it was really just... Um, a final total acceptance of trust. Mm. It was, you know, as I tried in both avenues, and, and there's a story in there about my football career too, the same similar story, and how I, th- I was doing it. I could do it. I could go here for money. I could try this. I could make this work. I can make this work until finally that I, I can't do this as I've, I've left God out of the picture here as and my wife and I and we just sat there and we prayed and said look we got each other and we got God what what else do we need even if we got the dilapidated trailer <laughs> we got some tents and sleeping bags too <laughs> but whatever it was we said we're ready and we just turned it over and there was so many uh, the, the book doesn't goes into some of them, but uh, there's so many miraculous things that happened from that point on of dealing with banks and creditors and just it was just amazing and uh, and we just said it's in your hands, Lord, whatever wherever we're going, we're ready. I mean, <laughs> you you recognize that the Lord is with you, the Lord is for you, mm-hmm. and and as long as you got Him, all the other stuff, you know, it, it's yeah. it's it just doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah. Doesn't match up. Doesn't doesn't compare. As, as long as you've got him. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. Jesus says, I will be with you always mm-hmm. 
to the very end mm-hmm. of the age, I'll be with you. Just trust me and walk with me. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Amos, um, mm-hmm. uh, we're just about, we got to wrap up, and mm-hmm. I just want to thank you a ton for just coming in. Thank you for your story, yeah. and thank you for this new book. Okay. Thank you for this great resource. <laughs> Uh, take 30 seconds and just talk to our listeners. Just give them a little challenge, kind of wrap this up. Okay. Uh, As far as the challenge, it goes back to me raising my hand Mm -hmm. is that was was a covenant. And I think that's what it takes first is are you really serious? Are you just going to be mouthing? Uh, Yeah, I'll take five minutes and I'll squeeze it in between, you know, lunch and uh, are you really going to make a, mm. a covenant with God that, look, this is priority one. And really, when you think about it is, uh, you know, David says in his Psalms, let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where I think it really needs to start is if you don't start your day with God, then you're saying, I, I can handle it. I can do this on my own. I really don't need you today. Maybe I'll fit you in sometime today. But I think priority one is if you start your day with him, yes. is he'll speak to you. And that whole concept of the book is five minutes. If you start and you realize God wants to talk to you, and but if you're not there, he can't speak. <laughs> yeah. As, and all it takes is time. And you'll realize I, what I've been missing. <laughs> yeah, the God of the universe loves mm. us so much that he wants to commune with us and wants to talk to us. We just got to take time to listen amos thanks so much for coming in would you pray for us guys that we would be that kind of person and lean into the lord yeah lord i just thank you for your spirit and uh thanks for your word and how majestic it is and we neglect it lord you know we're all front runners a lot of times when things are going good who's the first person we forget about is you and it shouldn't be that way and we need to take time with you lord we need to start our day with you we need to start with you so that you can guide us and direct us and give us wisdom and uh, just show us your will. And if we don't, we're saying, I got this one. So mm. we love you, Lord, and uh, thanks for being here and uh, thanks for being in our lives and help us to grow closer to you each and every day. In your name we pray. Amen. Mm. Amen. Thank mm. you, brother. You know, on the way here this morning, I, I got an email. and it, It's a story that Dallas Willard tells. It's a parable. And he says, there was a villager, there was a traveler walking through a village and he came across a villager and he asked this villager who was struggling with this giant boulder, what are you doing? And the frustrated man says, I'm working for my bread. And the traveler kept going on. He saw another man chiseling away at a big stone and he asked him, he says, what are you doing? And the laborer says, I am an apprentice perfecting my trade for carving stone. And he moved on and saw a third man who was with a stone carving it and the man was sweating and working with this giant stone and the traveler goes what are you doing and the man says i am building a cathedral (laughs) and dallas willard says we are building more than cathedrals we are building the very kingdom of god and so five minutes with god could be a brick in what you're building and more importantly what god is building in you and in me So Time Out for God is the book. Amos Martin is the author. You can get that on Amazon and uh, just Google that and go buy that book, the ebook or the physical book and spend five minutes with God and see what God will build in you and what he is building in his kingdom brick by brick. And he needs us to be available to do that building. 
And uh, the perception of that third one was he's building a cathedral. And what, what are we building in God's kingdom? So uh, thank you for listening to Solid Steps. Pass this along to somebody else that you know. Any Minnesota Viking fans say, hey, you need to listen to Amos Martin uh, and send that on to them. And uh, Time Out for God is the name of the book. And uh, please go out and get that book and, and pass that along and make a good gift to someone. And uh, we thank you for listening. And uh, hopefully you will pass this along and listen to the podcast as well here on Solid Steps Radio. 